Wrestling fans, welcome back to another edition of WPOV Global. I am your host, the non-incarcerated legend, T. James Logan, and with me, the also non-incarcerated, nor stopped at the border, but yet strangely still drunk, the gentleman, Elio Canella. Hey, what's going on, fans? Yes. Now, now. Uh, the, the, the cops couldn't tell that I was still drunk. Of course they couldn't. You I mean you you live in a perpetual pickled state? <laughs> now, if you fans are wondering uh, what we're talking about, why we're not incarcerated, we're gonna let you guys in on a little secret, okay? Uh, now, okay. I noticed that Rick Serrano tried to tried to stooge us out by saying uh, we we asked to take off Thanksgiving, and we did. We did. We wanted to go down. Me, me and you did, in fact, travel down to the U.S. to tra- take in some Black Friday sales because, you know, they're not that oh. big of a deal in Canada. And uh, right. so we thought, you know, like uh, Rick threw some kind of asparaging remarks that, hey, wait a minute. These guys are Canadian. Why did they take it off? We're going to actually Uh-oh. tell you why we took it off. Uh, both of us knew in our hearts and in our heads that that evil little puppet Miguel Cole was going to probably do something nasty on uh, Black Uh-oh. Friday. You saw that the guys did, in fact, were incarcerated. They did get into some trouble about some Black they Friday. Were, they got detained. And I'm going to have to confess that they were detained because of me and Elio. <laughs> That's right. We stooged you guys out. We saw what Miguel was doing. We pointed the cops in the right direction. And as good, fine, upstanding citizens, as uh, sorry, fine, upstanding Canadians, they gave us an additional 10% off ticket. Did you know the police gave out tickets, people? Yeah, they gave out special tickets <laughs> that we got to take to stores to get an additional 10% off the Black Friday. I guess it's called turn in a criminal. It's like turning in a gun in the States. We turned in a criminal. That was Miguel Cole. I want to apologize to Mimi Goody and to Tony Diaz. And maybe maybe a tiny bit to Rick Serrano that you guys had to spend the night in prison. I'm sure it made bigger men of you. Well, Mimi, I hope it didn't make a man out of you. But anyways, what I'm saying is we we felt that Miguel, you know, I know he never I know he never learns. I mean, it's almost like his head is full of uh, sock puppetry. But whatever, we got a little bit of well-deserved revenge. It's not like he didn't do anything. It's not like he didn't uh, knock over that old lady and take that out of her hand. We saw it. We pointed it out to the police. Elio even captured it on his phone, and they used it as evidence. So, you know it what? Was comp- it, was, it was totally right out of the Seinfeld. It was like it was so uncalled for, Elio. As good as, as as kind people as me and you were, we were we were rather distressed that this happened, and we want to point out that we did not do this as a sense of revenge against Miguel Cole. <laughs> That we, puppet just, like, ran off with that television. You know what? And I just got to say this is we just did it because we felt the world needs to be a better place if good people step up and say the right thing. So, Elio, I want to thank you for being a hero. And I want to thank myself for being a hero. Because, damn it, people, the boys at <laughs> WPOV Global, we're heroes. Damn it. <laughs> I bet you're going to <laughs> you're gonna drink a toast to that tonight, aren't you, Elio? I uh, can drink two toasts mm. to that. Well, anyways, folks, 
we we did in fact have uh, last week off and uh we we are back you know uh we we're refreshed we're ready to go and boy do we got a lot of wrestling to talk about tonight mm-hmm. now first of all let's get back to the mysterious weird ass post that we put up that got confused lost in <laughs> translation i guess we were speaking canadianese when we sent it into the american uh that the, the, the to, to our american editors they misunderstood it they put the wrong question now the, the whole question was this okay now years ago MMA and wrestling, where they were totally different, separate entities. Okay, and uh, every now and then you'd get some guy who would who would pretend his gimmick would be that he was the the tough guy, and then it evolved into these people who were like MMA style trained fighters. Bear in mind, though, they were just professional wrestlers. However, today in a world of landscape of wrestling, where you guys like uh, you got all these real legit MMA wrestler or fighters who've made the jump over to professional wrestling. They're being themselves, and you know they're MMA guys, MMA guys, so they fight the MMA style. My my question originally was, if you're not an MMA fighter, should you use that as your gimmick? Because I thought it looked kind of silly if you walked around pretending to be it when there were legitimate MMA guys. Boy, a lot of M's in there. If you were a legitimate <laughs> MMA guy or girl, that it would just seem kind of ridiculously redundant. And, and I think me and Elio both agreed on this. I mean, you know, why pick this tired uh, characterization if there are real MMA guys around? And uh, yep. so, you know what, fans? Th- that was the question we originally wanted posted. However, the question got turned around, and, it was, and we talked about that last week of what we answered with the question that was posted was, even though it wasn't the question we wanted. Well, this week, or last week, we had posted the actual question we wanted. And it's just the question I just laid out here. And uh, we threw it out to you fans. And mm-hmm. uh, you know what? I was a bit, <clears throat> I'm going to say I was curious, but I am not surprised at the answer here. Okay. And looking over this poll right now, I am seeing that there is a large, a very large number of people who say, no, you shouldn't pretend to be an MMA person if you're not. Yep. And the exact number is that 77% of the people uh, who uh, voted said, no, if you're not a, an M- actually trained in MMA, don't use that as your gimmick. 23% said yes. Now, there were a few comments, and some of these comments, I it just baffles oh. my mind that some people, I mean, maybe, okay, Matt, no- Matt Nowak, who's, who's <coughs> our, who are, uh, the, one of the British, I believe, isn't he a British correspondent? He's he's the WPOV correspondent in, over in the UK. Yeah, yeah, and you know this guy knows a lot about wrestling. But what he said here has got to be singly the most stupidest uh, answer I've ever seen in a long time. He says, and, and trying to sound all snotty in English, by that logic, should Doink have not been a clown, Undertaker, an Undertaker, smoking gun? Okay, idiot, that was back in the eighties. Okay, when that was the thing. Let's be a cartoon. So you think Doink is going to fly today? You think some guy's going to show up and go, yeah, he's a professional clown who's now a wrestler? I mean, that is the stupidest answer, Matt. I mean, take it seriously. <laughs> I mean, we watch wrestling not because we're 12-year-old kids who believe in every... I mean, if we look hard enough, we can see how things aren't exactly on the up and up when you watch a wrestling match, okay? Mm-hmm. But the whole point of it is what makes, the po- what makes this sport that much more enjoyable is to be able to... that power to, to suspend disbelief. Yeah, me and Elio know that uh, you know so and so isn't really 
that mad or want to kill that person, but we want to buy <laughs> we want to buy into that fantasy and that illusion that it could be a possibility. Okay? Now saying should Doink not have been a clown? Well that's just stupid because back in the <laughs> back in the old WWF days, that's what wrestling was marketed towards little children. Yep. Okay? So you had to especially have in the, especially in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. You had to have a clown. You had to have an Undertaker and Cowboys and all these other dumb ideas. But dude, that was like 20 years ago. Almost 30 yep. years ago. So that, that your answer is ridiculous. And I think you know that right now. That is just, a, I, I guess if you just wanted to post something uh, nonsense. Hey, great job, Matt. Posted some nonsense. But that's not, I, I don't believe for one second you believe that, that answer. Okay. Uh, one guy, Rob Campbell, says it's fiction. Can't be worse than a guy with hands in his pockets. Now there, that is an answer that uh, I can get a little bit more behind. Because let's face it, there is still dumb things. I mean, he's obviously uh, referencing uh, Orange Cassidy, whose <laughs> who's gimmick, and I don't find it cool, maybe I'm too old, is he just stands around with his hands in his pocket and... But it's not cool, it's ridiculous. That's why I keep saying I don't get this guy, like, what's his whole character supposed to be? But you, but you know what's really scary, Elio? What was uh, that? Kids in their, you know, like younger guys in their 20s think this is cool. <laughs> he is hitting a fan base. Like, I don't get it. I agree 100%. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, however, as ridiculous as it is, even I had a chuckle at the Full Gear uh, pay-per-view when they opened that one door. Remember that when the when um, LAX, or what are, they, I, what are they called now? Uh, Strong and Proud? Oh, no, that was just a, re that was just a regular okay, episode yeah. of... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He opened the door and he's just standing, and he's just standing there. there in the bathroom. <laughs> leaning against, okay, that made me laugh. And if you can actually make right. me give a real laugh in a wrestling match and not just a fake I'm laughing at the idiocy, <laughs> I got to give that a tiny bit of prop, okay? There's a prop there. Okay. But uh, I don't get it. But uh, yeah, Rob Campbell, it is fiction. But I really want you to think about that. Uh, when you're explaining wrestling to somebody... <laughs> uh, do you want to explain that? Uh, oh, that person, uh, that person, uh, uh, they—they—they—they're they, uh, not really an MMA former person. That—that's just their gimmick is they pretend to be an MMA person. Uh, I—I just think that's ridiculous. I think that's it's ridiculous. Like Undertaker when he was uh, using that uh, MMA gimmick. Yeah, I mean, and but when he used it, there really wasn't any. Um, there was no MMA guys competing in right. the WWE. And it wasn't that far of a stretch from a guy being as, as tough as The Undertaker that maybe he started training some MMA style. That made sense. Mm -hmm. However, okay. if Undertaker, like, if that had happened into today, where, you know, his transition from biker to MMA tough guy happened today, mm -hmm. I don't think people would buy it because there are lots of legitimate MMA right. guys around. Yep. And that's the point I was trying to make here. Okay? Right. So now... I want to ask you a question, Elio. I don't want Actually, we have, we have one, more, one more comment here. I missed a comment. Go ahead. Say it. Okay. Ron Bear says, I saw it depends on how serious they take the gimmick. If that's given to me, you can bet your ass I'm going to an MMA gym to learn how to do the shit properly or make it look good. True. That is a very, that's a very uh, good answer. I mean, uh, lots of times in the WWE, you don't get to pick your character. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you know, you're today you're a spy, tomorrow you're an MMA <coughs> fighter. Who knows? He he makes a very good point though. Yeah. If he was a, an upcoming guy and you gave I mean, come on, look at wrestling, it's full of guys who have the worst freaking uh 
uh, gimmicks, and they've tried to make them work, you know? Uh, Dusty Rhodes, remember when he was handed the polka dot uh, get-up, yep. and he was supposed to be whatever the hell that was supposed to be? <laughs> oh, man, but, but those those vignettes went before he made his debut were hilarious. They were great. They were great. Dusty, come on, man. Dusty could take... Dusty... <laughs> he, an old wrestling saying is Dusty could take chicken shit and make chicken salad out of it. Yep. <laughs> wow, I'm never eating chicken salad again. Anyhow. Uh, <laughs> now, because I was gone, and I want I want to rack your brains, and we're going to have a real quick, real little conversation here, okay, Elio? All right. Now... I remember talking to you, uh, and I couldn't actually talk, folks, uh, last week. I, I, my throat had gone out, and I was talking to Elio, and I said, Elio, you know, um, we're not going to be able to do the show this week. And uh, you said to me something about Impact Wrestling, and I want you to tell me what you said to me. Do you remember what you said? Oh, yes. Go, ahead, go right ahead. Tell me what you talked about for a sec. Okay, so um, uh, when I'm on Facebook, I usually I get that little red notification, uh, like with a number on it. Uh, and I saw one on, um, and I saw one on, uh, the video, uh, the video playlist. Mm-hmm. And, and so since seeing as how we have NWA power, mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling decided to give their weekly show a try and go that route. And they had an episode, uh, where they went completely, uh, back in time to that studio wrestling. Okay. But, uh, they're, they, I don't know, some of the names, like, that they had, they had Jazzy Fitbody. Oh, yeah, the Fitbody, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was Madison Rain. They had, like, all these Impact Wrestling, they even had Sammy Callahan all dressed up. Okay. Wearing glasses, his hair was all combed back. Okay, now, you, you told me that, uh, what did you think of that when you, when you saw it? You know what? I I only watched uh, because Impact splits their show into two parts, right? They have part one and they have part two. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get past the first part because it was just really I don't know, like why, how like the fans uh in Sadie enjoyed it because I I really didn't enjoy it much. Okay. I mean, uh, Rich Swan's character, Rapid Delivery Pete. He was, he was a pizza, pizza guy. guy. Yeah. Pizza delivery guy. Okay. Ace Austin, Rip Razor. <laughs> okay, so you hated the whole thing, though. Uh, yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, yeah, what, uh, because NWA Power, when they do it, it's real because they take all, they take the time, then the whole production, but Impact Wrestling, the way they went about it, I didn't enjoy it. Okay, okay. Uh, now... I remember you saying this to me, and and I'm and you know and I'm thinking, what the hell is he talking about? I mean, I haven't watched <laughs> I haven't watched Impact in a very long time. Yeah, you're you're thinking that though, Elliot was drunk, but yeah. it, but it can't be did, that. Did drunk. he bang his head and have like an old? <laughs> he went back in time and was watching All Star Wrestling from like the '80s or something like that. All Star Wrestling. Hey, I, I used to watch. That. I know you did. So did I. <laughs> so you know what I did, Elio, is um, I sat down uh, today actually. Uh, earlier today, I sat down and I, I clicked back and I watched that episode of Impact. Okay. okay. And you know what I got to tell you? What's that? It was the funnest two hours I've watched of wrestling in a very long time. I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. Um, I liked it. The whole thing was they were doing it to be ridiculously silly and it worked. They were having such fun laughing at themselves that... It wasn't taken too ser- It wasn't taken seriously at all. And I think if they had taken it seriously, it would have been too much. 
I mean, it would have been to me like we've talked in the past about Lucha Underground, how sometimes there's ridiculous stuff on there and it's so serious. Um, <laughs> because it was so tongue in cheek and because every single person played and stayed with their character, including the ring people, the referees, everything. I just I sat back, laughed and enjoyed the show. I mean, it was so over-the-top funny. The wrestling didn't matter. It was like the, it was like back in the days when I was a kid watching Stampede Wrestling, and the stories were with the whole the whole deal here. I mean, um, Sammy Callahan, yeah, he was like Jim Cornette. He was out there with like a tennis racket, you know. Um, you had uh, you, you had the Christ Brothers as surfers. I mean, <laughs> I mean. There was some. Fun. What about the women faction? They were like the four horsemen, only there were women, and they were called the Rough Riders, which is actually pretty funny condom joke right there. <laughs> and okay, uh, you know, okay, okay, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna go back and take a, another look at it. Okay, I, I would suggest and see if, if yeah. Now I'm not sure. I don't think this would be something I would watch every single week. But right. damn, that was a funny two hours, man. It was just like, if you just sit back and enjoy it for the funniness. I mean, everyone played the role. Don Callis, pretend, calling himself, uh, hard, what was he, uh, Sexton Hardcastle. Oh, Sexton Hardcastle. That was, a, that was, that was uh, Edge's old name. A, a, joke, a play on Edge's yeah. character. But he was perfect. He acted like the guy who was like kind of out of it he you know he was bored he he uh, would would just pump up the bad guys um even josh um what's his name matthews josh matthews playing uh the italian uh i can't remember the name he used but oh geez i, I can't remember that name they, i know what you're talking about though i i've actually got it right in front of me um it was just it was just so funny and um I got a great kick out of it. And it even had some really inside funny stuff. I mean, they had Gamma Singh just play himself. Because <laughs> he was back in those days, you know? In the second uh, part, Gamma Singh actually has a match and he just does himself. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go back and uh, have a look at it this week. And then I'm going to, I'll tell you, uh, to, I'll give my final thoughts the next week. I think maybe, I, and I got to admit it, me and you have been super hard on Impact <laughs> because it's been pretty crappy and it's let mm -hmm. us down quite a bit. Um, right. I went in with this with just go in with no expectation and just go in and, and try and like enjoy the laugh of it. You know, pretend you just turned on the TV and it's back in the the 80s. And I think you're really going to have a fun with that two hours because. Yeah, I, I think I think that's why I was I was uh, down on it uh, just now because uh, we've been so hard on impact and we dropped it because it was really bad. So, yeah, I'm going to that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give it another look and I'll. Give my final thoughts next week. Okay. Now, this leads me into this week's hot topic question. And uh, it has a lot to do with uh, something you said is this approach, except for the humor, right, mm -hmm. is an awful lot like the NWA is doing right now, NWA Power. Yeah. And me and you have talked about how fun and exciting it's been for the last couple, you know, uh, weeks watching yep. this. And mm -hmm. I'm wondering, folks... What is people's thoughts really on this whole deal? I want I want you to tell me. Do, do you think that this NWA power thing is something? Is it sustainable in today's society? Is this kind of program? I mean, are we are we enjoy? Is it going to be like? Is it like Stranger Things? I remember when Stranger Things came out, the first season, everybody at work was talking about it. Everyone oh, was watching. My it. brother's. My brother's still making fun of me because I haven't seen it. Okay. So everybody, everybody, dude, I got to tell you, that first season was so good, okay? 
Everyone I worked talked about it. I loved it. But you know what happened? The second season came, and it just sort of came. Nobody even said anything. And oh, wow. And, like, it still has okay numbers, but it doesn't have anywhere the numbers that it has. I mean, and, and another example is when um, when Netflix put out Riverdale. That first mm. uh, season of Riverdale literally was the only other show I can remember people talking about at work. We were all talking about the twists and the things, and, and it was so different and shocking. And there you go. It was a representation of something we knew totally done differently. You know, this is supposed to be like Archie Comics, but it's so serious. Wow. Well, I watched season two, but then after that, I was just taken out of it. Well, I got to tell you, dude, I haven't even watched season two. Um, I loved season one, but then it just quelled off for me. So I'm wondering, fans, and, and I'm going to ask you, Elio, first of all, okay. is NWA Power, is this sustainable? I mean, yes, it's new, it's fun, and it's refreshing right now, but mm-hmm. is it just because it's different we're enjoying it, and are we just going to get to, you know... Eight episodes, ten episodes in, and then it'll be like, eh, whatever. What do you think? Okay, um, Does this thing got what I, what I think, what I, what I think is, uh, well, it's got its audience, including myself, which I, because I enjoy that wrestling because I grew up around that era. Um, I think, yeah, right now, because, uh, we're like, in what we've been saying is the golden age of wrestling. So I think, like, that's uh, why it's, uh, Getting that's why it's so popular, but I can see like where uh, there's going to be a time where it kind of grows stale and runs its course. Okay, do you how how far do you think it's going to go before, in your own opinion, right now? How how far? Like, I mean, they're just doing uh, what is it, the fifth or sixth episode, and it's going to be the end of the first season. No, I think they're on. I think they're on their eighth episode. Are Are you sure about that? Yeah, I just okay. looked it up uh, yesterday. Okay, yeah. but this is already the end of their first season. They're taking a break right away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so what? They're not doing any more. They will. They will. They're just going to take a little break and come back as another season. So, here's my question, Elio. Oh, okay. Do you think that it's going to be able to sustain itself into a second season? Do you think the same amount of people who are enjoying it now are going to give it chance later on? Or is I, I think it, I think it depends on that uh, first uh, show of uh, the second season and how well it's received. Hmm. I'm going to disagree and say it might have to be the last show of this season. Will it bring people back? Will it hook you enough to make you well go, ooh? Because, I mean, let's face it. That sometimes happens a lot. When you're watching a regular TV show, you get to the season finale. Sometimes they got to right. do some stuff in there that will make you go, you know what? I should check that out next season. I've got to see what happens next to whoever. Then they have those uh, shows where they have, like, Cliffhanger Fridays or Cliffhanger yeah. Mondays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. You know, I've, I've been enjoying Power, and like I said, mm-hmm. I, I really got a kick out of the Impact thing. I thought it was fun. But as I was looking at Power, I started to realize something in my mind oh. is that, yeah, we're enjoying it because it's so different and fresh. Right. But let's bear in mind, this is a YouTube show. It's not monetized mm-hmm. yet. It's no. It's not like it's making a ton of viewers. Um, and because I got to admit this. <clears throat> When we talk about the old days, dude, remember when I used to tell you that I used to watch a, you know, like all-star wrestling and I used to watch um, Stampede Wrestling. There came a point where I stopped watching all-star wrestling Mm -hmm. because it was just like the same thing over and over again. There wasn't enough real good wrestling on it. It was just a lot of talk and a lot of studio stuff that I got to the point where I was sick of it after a while. And I yeah, same here. I mean, uh, there was like a lot of like talking, commenting, um, 
Yeah. Isn't that uh, whenever I talk whenever I talk about Mauro Ronaldo, mm-hmm. isn't that uh, that's where he he came from also? Right? Yeah, and he, I think he did some stuff in the the second Stampede also. But yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Now here's the thing: is you know. Um, a lot of what they're doing right now in, in NWA Power is kind of the same stuff they were doing in, in All-Star Wrestling. Uh, for me, you know, I, I like that there's some really great stories, but right. I don't think the wrestling is up to snuff right now. Compared, like what you're getting on the, the NWA Power show. The wrestling's okay, but it's mostly right. the stories they're building on. And some people may like that, but I think big companies of the past, like the WWE... Uh, older companies like the original NWA and AWA was both things. It was it was a combination of very good uh, stories, but some really good wrestling that you could sit for a couple hours and watch. Um, I don't think that what I'm seeing on Power right now, I could sit and watch two or three hours of the actual wrestling in ring product. Ooh, no, 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 two, two, three hours. No, I could, I couldn't do that either. Right. Not of, uh, not of NWA power. Right. But you know, I could do that in the old AWA days. I could go see yeah. a two or three hour show. I could see old NWA, WWE, or I guess WWF back in those days. So what I'm saying is, and this is, a, this is what we're discussing here, fans. Is this is our hot topic? Is is this the thing? Kind of the power thing. Is it going to be just a quick uh, fad? And fade out, or is this a new niche that that is servicing? And and for now, I wish it was a new niche that services, but I have a suspicious feeling, just knowing myself and knowing how I see things, yeah. that this is a fad that I, I don't know if it's going to survive into its second, third season, as it is now. You know what? It's it's about about like holding today's uh hold, hold the fa- It's about the fans today holding their attention. It's uh, hard to hold fans' attention today. It very much is. It very much is. So, fans, uh, our, the poll we're going to post up next week, and our question is going to be this. Mm-hmm. Is the popularity of NWA Power, is it a fad that is going to fade away, or is this a whole new niche that's going to keep a sustained audience? You folks, tell me what you think of it. I want to know what you guys think of NWA Power. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you think it's boring? Do you think it's kind of something new and exciting? Uh, and bear in mind, if you say it's new and exciting, it's a retread of what it used to be. So <laughs> uh, re- retro isn't always new and exciting. So this ain't the love boat. Let's hope not. I miss the love boat. Hey, let's not make fun of the love boat, yo. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> what did they say that was exciting and new? Oh, it was. You know, it was at Fantasy oh, Island. Fantasy Island was the bomb. I don't care what people say. <laughs> I love the old Fantasy Island. Okay, all right. You know, I've always lived on the Fantasy Island. You know, when I think with about the, it, when I think with about my it, cabinet. I know when I think about it, dude. When it comes to looking at this show at Fantasy Island, I am yo. the Ricardo Multibon. Of global, and you are definitely the little tattoo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go, right. Put down the gun. Put Elio. Put down the gun. It was a joke. All right. All right. Well, let, let's get back into some wrestling here. Okay. I guess that's what these people actually like are, are wanting to hear. So, let's talk about a little bit of New Japan. All right. All right. It is day seven thousand four hundred twelve of the. No, <laughs> it almost feels oh like. Oh my that. god. I- did, did, I've been so taken out of this uh, World Tag League. I'm so. It's been all over the place. Like from day five, they went to day ten. Well, bear in mind, Elio, that if you were actually paying for the New Japan site, it would have been up every day. 
Okay. <laughs> but you're not. So No, I know. You're scaring me into web looking for <laughs> looking for versions of it. So I mean you I can't complain that much. I can't find anything. <laughs> but but also it's kind of, it's been somewhat hard to follow with the commentary. Oh, it has been ex okay. This is how we've been spoiled. New Japan has kind of spoiled me because in the I used to watch New Japan all the time in the Japanese. And I, mm -hmm. and I never really bitched about it. Then, for the last year and a half, <laughs> they put most of, almost all the big shows in English commentary. Now, yep. when they throw these Japanese commentary, I find it really hard to get back into. So, I get that. You know, but you know, you know what really throws me off? Uh, no, let me guess. Let me guess. I, I know what throws you off. I can guess. Oh, here we go. It's going to be when you go to a birthday party, and instead of a cake, <laughs> they bring out six cupcakes and six midget women jump out of it. Right? <laughs> no? I know no, that what's going on. That confuses the hell out of me. But what, what are you going to say? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, actually, uh, and I've seen a couple of these shows is where they have the NJPW show with no commentary. Oh, yes. Ouch. <laughs> like, what's going on? I, okay, yes, folks. Uh, for those of you, if, if there are some of you who are hardcores like me who have been watching uh, this tournament, you'll notice that there are also something where they don't have a commentary at all. They just have a live mic <laughs> where you can hear the crowd and yeah, and it's tough. It's certainly tough because you know what? It's not. It's it, that's tough to watch if you do that in English. If you're in like you're watching like you know because it's just hard to follow when no one's actually sometimes telling you. I guess we're like sheep. We're supposed to be told what we're to look at, and it's pretty hard when nobody's and, there to tell us what to look at. And so I don't know, just. Because I felt like it one night I was watching one of the shows without the commentary. Mm -hmm. I decided to do my own commentary and record it. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm terrified to know what that sounds like. I <laughs> fans fans, please drop us any comments if you want to hear this no, commentary. If you want to release same. this, I want you fans <laughs> to write in to WPOV Global. You can find us courtesy of Facebook. WPOV Wrestling <laughs> Podcast. Where else can you find us? Where can you find us on Twitter and Instagram? Yeah, we're, we're Wrestling POV on Twitter and Wrestling POV 1 on Instagram. Now, fans, if you want to hear Elio's crazy play-by-play -play <laughs> no, that he recorded, he made stuff. the mistake of saying he recorded it. If you guys want to hear this, I need at least at least <laughs> 300 people to write in and say they want to hear it. I will release it on our page here somewhere so all of you can follow along with Elio I guess grab a few watches sit back and enjoy some Japanese wrestling told from a a Canadian drunk all right uh, <laughs> all right let's take a look at today's standings in the World Tag League as of day 13 and I like I'm pretty sure oh, there's a lot of teams here uh, there's still more nights to go but just looking at what we talked about okay in the very bottom we both said Manubi Nakanishi and Yuji Nagata. We pr we probably we predicted them as having no points. They actually won one match, so they do have two points. Oh wow! They are at the bottom, however. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Tola Hanari. We we thought they would do pretty poorly just because Tanahashi's usually banged up. Hanari's still up and coming. Uh, Go to and Carl Fredericks. We also felt felt that you know Go to teamed up with um, a young lion. That the young line might, you know, they, they got six <coughs> points. 
the team of uh, Maccabi and Hanma. Well, let's just face it, Maccabi, he's okay, but Hanma, man, that guy's just horrible. And uh, <laughs> they they are at six points, which surprises me. Uh, bad luck, Fale and Chase Owens. We thought they'd be at the bottom of the pack because usually Fale loses his shit and gets disqualified and and goes crazy. We thought maybe Chase Owens might be able to temper him. Well, he has a bit, and they're currently sitting at eight points. Uh, mm-hmm. Tenzon and Kojima. Now, <laughs> Ten Cozy is a, a, a classic old team. Love Kojima. Tenzon is just painful to watch, okay? Um, I think they should team him and Nakanishi up and just call them the boring crap or something like that because they are they definitely drag down their partners. They are so broken up. And the fact that they got 12 points, or, or sorry, no, they're sitting at 8 points right now, just makes me think that Kojima had to work extra hard to get those points. Um, well, well, where's Takagi and... We're getting there. Ball. We're getting there. Oh, uh, okay. Now, three teams tied at 12 points. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. Well, we thought this mm-hmm. would be... This seems about right. We thought they'd finish middle of the pack just because Tai Chi's terrible. Um, Shingo Tagagi and El Terrible are at 12 points. <laughs> he's he's terrible. He lives up to his name. I, I'm surprised by that, actually, because that's uh, the worst uh, pairing I've seen in this uh, whole tag league. Really? You haven't seen Maccabi and Honma? Okay. Well, no, no, I'm saying, well, okay, let me fire. Oh, sorry, Tenzon worst, and Kojima, or? It, this is the, 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 the worst partner I've seen Takagi pair. Okay, yes. I'm surprised Takagi just doesn't turn around and beat the living snot <laughs> out of this dude. It would make sense to me. Uh, and this one, uh, no, it doesn't either. As, uh, in t- also at 12 points, we have Kenta with probably the weakest member of Bullet Club being Yojiro Takahashi. So this okay. is kind of a guess. Now, here's the teams that are at the top, okay? Um, Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer at 14 points as of today. I don't think okay. they are going to be any kind of things to worry about. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, two teams at 16, two at 18, and one at 20. The two teams at 16, uh, Tobohiro Ishii and Yoshihashi. Well, we were surprised at that. We thought for sure Yoshihashi would be the, the weak link. Wow. Thing. Yoshihashi. And, and this one, it just puts a terrible taste in my mouth, but Toriyano and Colt Kabata at 16 points. Oh. That means no, they've won eight matches. They've won eight of 13 matches so far. That's terrible. Now, the three teams at the top are kind of the three teams we talked about. Uh, we, <coughs> we both looked at G.O.D., uh, yep. Tonga Tonga Loa. They're at 18 points. And Finn Juice, uh, David Finley and Juice Robinson are also at 18 points. And the pick that I went in with was Evil and Sonata currently leading at 20 points. So they're definitely the team to watch for. Now, the top four teams, Sonata, Evil, Finjuice, G.O.D., I don't see Yano and Kabata making it that much further. Um, mm-hmm. My pick still right now, I'm going to say Evil and Sonata. Uh, and poss- yeah, possibly uh, facing either Finjuice or G.O.D. in the finals. I'm going with Evil and Sonata as well. Actually, uh, that was uh, one of my uh, two yep. picks. That was one of your alternate picks, if I remember right. I think you had yep. G.O.D. first and then uh, I Evil and Sonata. I had G.O.D. first, yes. I think I had Evil and Sonata first and G.O.D. as the backup. And, uh, boy, very close teams. Could we go either way with these guys? I mean, G.O.D. still has a chance. I mean, they're only uh, one match behind. You know, there's still matches to go. They still can actually win this thing. So... That's our look at New Japan right now. The World Tag League will be ending up before the end of the year. Uh, we'll be finishing that off in the next couple weeks. And then, as we get into the new year, it's time for Wrestle Kingdom. This will be the big thing of the year. It's like the WrestleMania of New Japan. Now, 
We've talked a lot of crap, so right now we're going to go brush our teeth, drink a little bit of soda <laughs> water. Well, let's face it, Elio's going to down a 2-6. We're going to get back here and talk a little bit more wrestling. We'll see you folks in a few minutes. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out, so save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh my goodness! Hey, what's up, everybody? This is The Godfather, and you're listening to POV. V, view. Fuck, see, I just fucked that up. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is The Godfather, and you're listening to the POV podcast. Hey, folks, we're back. Uh, Elio? Yes, sir. I've got the I've got the terrible taste out of my mouth. We were doing lots of lots of shit talking last time. <laughs> <laughs> so I've brushed my teeth. I'm all set. You know what? Let's talk a little bit about NXT UK. All oh, right, NXT and, UK. Uh, I got to tell you, Elio. First of all, fans, over the last couple of months when we first started doing NXT UK, uh, I was kind of thrust into it, didn't know a lot of the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I kind of found it a little monotone, like, oh, yep. you know, like, and now I find it something I really look forward to every week because yep. it, it's really, really good wrestling. It, it, there's some really good stuff on it. Now, uh, Elio. Yes, sir. We're going to open up here. Uh, what was uh, the low light of this episode for you? Uh, the Eddie Dennis and Reese Gordon match. Oh, yes, indeed. I'm going to have to agree with that. Uh, boy, that was, like, boring generic. As much as I really don't have a problem with Ashton Smith, but the Noam Dar versus Ashton Smith, I just find Noam Dar boring. Yeah, I got to admit, I actually find Ashton Smith more, much more interesting than Noam Dar. <laughs> and I used to like Noam Dar a lot. Right. I liked him before he went to 205, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know what they've done, but he's just, he is not... Well, let's face it, he already is a tiny guy, and uh, he just looks like a tiny Weasley guy. Nope. You know? Not not enjoying him at all. Um, also, didn't like, what's his name? Uh, what's that creepy dude, Joseph Cotter? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just don't know why they want to push this guy. I don't see it. I don't know. I don't get it. They're gonna put, he's going to go in a match with him, uh, Legaro, who I, another person and I And Travis Banks. Travis Banks I like. So, I, I don't know. Um, I got to say, the highlight, there's going to be two here for me, okay? Okay. Uh, and that's obvious. The other two matches. Uh, Piper Niven taking care of Team Jizzy, finally. Yeah. It's yep. about time. Yeah. You know? Uh, and uh, as good as that was, the main event was really good. Oh, Gallison okay? and Premium? Yes. And let's face it. it ha- Okay. When I saw that they were putting this on free TV, right? the four-on-four thing, I was like, Okay, there's no way this is going to have a winner. They can't. This crap should be uh, on a takeover. Yep. You know, Imperium and Gallus, these are two really good teams. This is wait, like... wait, 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 no. I, I, I feel um, this uh, led me to uh, to uh, think thinking about something. Um, Since this uh, feud isn't over, and they, they just had uh, the regular NXT War Games... What about NXT UK having their first war games with Gallison and Imperium? I think that would be a fabulous idea. 
Um, nothing's been said yet, but man, that's in my mind too. Why not, eh? Yep. Um, yeah, it, they're, and it's hard to say because I mean, it's funny because when I first saw Gallus in the very beginning, I just like, these guys used to make me roll my eyes. <laughs> sure. Now I get behind Gallus. Yep. Uh, and let's also say this Imperium, um, they're cool badasses, man. They are cool. Yeah, they are. Um, you know and what? Alexander, uh, what? Yeah, no, go on. Alexander, what's going on? I used to hate that guy in Sanity. Uh-huh. He was so generic and boring, and I love him in Imperium. Yeah, it's I, just was a great just, I was just about to say the same. Yeah, at first well, I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, know what to think about his addition to Imperium, but he worked. It works. It really does. And of course, you know, like even like Eichner and Bartel, uh, they were an okay team. But they're a great team in Imperium and Volter, man. Come on, yeah. that guy. That guy is the shit. Okay, he is. Yo. He is great. Uh, they're definitely the highlight. I knew going into this, it had to be no contest because I mean, if the, if any of the either team had won this, it would have killed this feud already. This feud needs to build longer and go further. And right? I, I I know you were sick last week, and uh, but yeah. you said you saw a lot of wrestling. Did you get to see uh, UK last week? Yes, I did. Oh my god, how 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 cool was that match, Alexander Wolf and Ilya Dragunov? You know, it, I was very surprised. In the at that moment, I was surprised that Dragunov lost. Right. But I think I think Wolf needed the win. Uh it was good. I I liked it a lot. Yep. I I like Dragunov since the fir- since he first debuted. I mean, he's got the goofy red eye thing going on. Yeah. And I gotta say. You know, usually when you see uh, cool wrestlers and then you see them outside in their street clothes, they're even cooler. Mm-hmm. off looks like a freaking cartoon when he's walking around <laughs> with his luggage and stuff. I don't need to see him outside of wrestling, okay? <laughs> keep the mystique, keep him in the ring because he walks and looks like just like an like a cartoon villain. Yeah. <laughs> <When he's> out- <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. When they talked to him before he went into that match, he yeah. looked like such yeah, a cartoon. Yeah. It was. It was ridiculous, but yep. now I I dig him and uh, I, I this feud is great, mm. and I I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Um, this week's show, Elio, lay on me. What are you going to give it this week? I am a solid B. Mm. Wow. Okay, I'm going to give it a B plus. Okay. Uh, the, the minuses for me, of course, were the things we talked about, the matches in yep. the middle, um, the terrible interview things. Uh, but they weren't that bad to kill it. Noam Dar right. brought it down a tiny bit, but definitely that throwaway match of Eddie Dennis was, I, he's another guy. He's like Joseph Connor. There's really, what is there of him? No, 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 no. Did, did you see him up close? What did I tell you on uh, one of the earlier episodes of Global, I said Eddie, Eddie Dennis could pass for Zack Sabre's brother. Oh yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I just, I don't get it. Yeah. All right. Let, Let's let's move on now to uh, MLW. All right, MLW. This week's fusion. Now we didn't talk, of course, because we did talk about last week's. Last week, uh, we're just going to bring it up really quickly. Was the main event was one of the most ridiculous main events? (laughs) Wait a second. It wasn't. It wasn't even a main event because remember, it was the first match of the show. It just kept going on through the entire show. And and that was Mance Warner against uh, Jimmy Havoc for the eight millionth time. But this time it was false count anywhere. And boy, they took this to mean false count anywhere. Uh, there was a carjacking. There was fighting on streets. There was fighting in apartments. And 
I know. Yeah, I saw that it was his I'm apartment. Glad my brother wasn't was there just at like, the Man, time. Man, Elio's brother's going to be so mad. Now, <laughs> I, I don't get how the ending, you have Jimmy uh, Havoc right? begging like a little bitch for Warner not, you know, to stop. Then when Warner makes the pin, Havoc jumps him from behind and beats the living snot out of him once again. So is this ever going to end? Right. And then, 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 of course, yeah, and then, of course, uh, we get the Just, fourth. I don't know. This... I'm over it. Matt, stop doing these matches or I'm going to be over you. Yep. Okay? Uh, we can't stand Havoc. <laughs> yeah, this is why you're in the this book. This is Once why you're get, in the book. Get the horrible distaste of Jimmy Havoc out of our faces. Then maybe we can rehabilitate you and get you back into some real wrestling. Now, this week, uh, we had MLW's Thanksgiving special. Kind of a harken back day because they also announced it was the first time in I can't remember how many years that a Von Erich would challenge for the world title on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, they even mentioned uh, the first one, uh, Ric Flair and I carry about Eric. Right. So this was uh, an interesting thing, but I want to talk a little bit about, first of all, uh, what what was your what was your least favorite part of the show? Uh, you know what? The King Mo Ricky Martinez match. I didn't enjoy And the, the whole backstage with Priscilla Kelly. Yeah, all that junk was pretty bad. I'm yep. going to have to agree. Uh, surprisingly, um, Jordan Oliver and Cotto Brazil wasn't as horrible as I thought it would be. You know what? I actually have that as one of my highlights because I, I actually didn't mind that match, even yep. though it is injustice. Yep. Yeah, I didn't mind it at all. You know, um, I was surprised, you know, because when you get these elimination matches, I always try and guess. I thought it would come down to uh, to um, Gringo Loco versus Cotto Brazil in the end. I didn't see Oliver or Senshi making it, but... Surprise, surprise, it didn't go down. It went the opposite, you know. Well, Senshi didn't make it, but it, it went down to Gringo Loco versus um, Jordan Oliver, and Oliver managing right. to squeak out a cheat win, but still, yeah. I didn't see that coming. Now, what was the best thing in the show for you? Uh, that, that that was pretty much it, because there were only three matches here. I, the other highlight I have is uh, Russell and Eric Jacob Fatu, because, uh, only because of the ending, the surprise turn of Tom Lawler. Okay, um, that's what I want to talk about right now, okay? Uh, I don't think it was a surprise at all, okay? Um, okay? I mean, if you just look back at all the interactions that Lawler has with the Von Erics, it's like he can barely stand one of the brothers. Um... He always acts very disinterested when they're doing something. <laughs> yep. And, at, you know, I swear to God, I said to myself in this match, before it started, I was getting to, ready to watch it. And I said, I said in my head, I said, there's no way that Von Erich is going to win. There's yep. no way that Lawler isn't going to be involved. I said, in my, I bet you anything, he turns on Von Erich and walks out and lets uh, Contra pick the bone. And that's what he did. And that's exactly what he did. Yep. Um, the reason why? I don't, There's no point in Contra versus Lawler. They've already done that. You know? Um, but there is definitely uh, legs in Von Erichs versus Lawler. And uh, I think that's where it had to go. Yep. So, yeah, it was an okay match. This is what's sad about it. This should have been a lot funner match than it was. I knew this was going to happen. So it took a lot of it out for me. Um, plus it wasn't the, I don't know, that's twice now that a Jacob Fatu match for the belt hasn't been anywhere as exciting as it should have been. So I'm going to have to say 
not the biggest fan of this week's. I'm going to give it a C plus. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go down. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the same with the C plus because it's not, it wasn't the most enjoyable episode. All right. Now, finally, just fresh on our minds, AEW Dynamite tonight. AEW. Now, when this whole AEW NXT war started, we got that first map, that first episode of A Dynamite, which was like that was some really good stuff. Yeah. You know, and each week it's progressively gotten worse. And tonight, I was dreading a little bit in my heart watching the show mm-hmm. because right. if it just turned out to be a dog show, I mean, the war is over. You know what I mean? Right. But I'm going to say I really actually enjoyed tonight's Dynamite a lot. There was a lot there of fun were a things of, on There were some solid matches on here. There is one thing, however, that really is starting to piss me off that Uh-oh. I'm not enjoying, and I, I don't like it. And this is the bullshit of the picture-in-picture thing. Going to a commercial. You know what? The, you know what? That picture in picture has to go in the book. It has to. You know, the thing about it is here is the problem, man. Um, I would rather that they do it like the WWE does. You know, the WWE goes to commercial when there's a bit of a break in the match or, you know. Um, there were so many times where shit was happening in that little box up in the corner yep, that I wanted to know. Me. I wanted yep. to know what it was, but I had no clue. And then when it came back to the thing, they didn't talk about it. You know? And I'm gonna give no. you two. I'm gonna give you two examples. Okay. Okay. Example number one: uh, Trent Beretta loses his match. They yeah. go to the thing and the thing, and then all of a sudden he's beating the crap out of Phoenix, doing all this stuff, attacking him. But I don't. I didn't even notice it because I, as soon as the, the thing happened, I just turned away and was doing something. Then I see, oh hey, wow, well, he's beating the hell out of that dude. Uh, they come back from commercial. They didn't even mention it. You know. Wow. And then the whole nonsense with. Um, the uh, awesome Kong and Brandy, and they, oh, yeah. some girl comes out of the audience, and then they go to commercial and commercial, and they're like cutting her head and shaving her head, and I don't know what the hell's going on. And I was like, and then they never mentioned it either, and it's just like, <sighs> oh, yeah, okay, okay. Now, do you remember when uh, we did when uh, we were talking about like AEW's uh, debut show, and uh, we were saying we had that poll, which are you gonna watch first? Yeah, and I said, well, I've got to figure out picture in picture. Oh God, no! That doesn't. Work. I was I was joking because on my TV I have I have like the split screen, but right. I, but that is so distracting. I just can't stand the picture in picture thing. Yeah, I I don't. I th- really think AEW just has to stop this crap. Drop NXT it. does it too. Do they really? Oh, it's they do it as well. Oh yeah, yeah, they do. I guess because yeah. I'm watching it recorded, though. I'm you know we're always watching the delay of it. That it's not as bad, but trying to watch it live, it's horrendous. It's it's really bad. Well, because, uh, yeah, well, because on our, on our, we we get NXT here NXT, we get it the one hour show on Friday, the condensed version. Oh, okay, okay. Now yeah. I'm gonna go over here um, of the card really quick. Uh, Opens up with a really actually fun match. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Young Bucks and Dustin Rhodes uh, taking on uh, Strong and Proud. I'm gonna. Uh, it's gonna be hard not calling them LAX. Uh, <laughs> and Sammy Guevara. Lots of fun, cool stuff happened in this match. A lot of cool moves. Yep. Some funny stuff. Uh, did you catch when like Dustin was like doing his like uh, his, his spinning power slam? He does two of them and then. Guevara comes and he stops him. He's like, hold on. And he's like, pretends that he's out of air, takes a breath. I thought that was kind of funny. Yep. Um, there was lots of dumb things in there, lots of funny things. Thought it was a good, solid opening match. Semi Guevara with that phone when he's on the top rope. Yeah, he's yeah. Trying, he's, 
Um, the next match, uh, Trent versus Phoenix. Boy, there was not one moment in that match where I thought uh, Phoenix was going to lose. I'm no, sorry. this was a good match. It was an okay match. Yeah. But but Trent never seemed like he was dangerous. Like he was actually going to maybe win this match. Never felt that once that he was going to take this match. Right. Then the whole jumping at the end, who knows what happened because it was screen and screen. They didn't mention it. So apparently Trent's mad. I, I don't know what that means. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, the Cody interview was pretty solid but kind of ridiculous with him like hucking his watch and offering money and yada, yada. Um, <laughs> so, okay, that's what it was. Um, Nyla Rose. Man, she is not... I don't buy her as a monster, man. She is my low light. You know? every, She's every not that week. good of a wrestler. She yeah, isn't every as... week, that's my low light. Yeah, she was pretty sad this week. And uh, and the librarian, poor Leva Bates. I mean, she looked great. Her tights were awesome. I mean, every time you saw her butt, every time that she got like flipped around. But I mean, well, it only happened for two minutes, and then she got buried. So uh, not digging Nyla Rose. Not, not very much at all, to be honest. No. Um, you had uh, a weird thing with Chris Jericho coming out. And uh, with his lexicon of whatever it was, um, just making first he gets on the fans for mocking them about bringing up the list, but then he brings up the list with a different name. Uh, wow. Reads off a list of people that he's not going to face, and it was funny because John Moxley was like the fourth or fifth person. <laughs> and do, do you know what that was a callback to? Um, not sure what. Well, this was a callback to back in the. Uh, the uh, and uh, back in the WCW days, when okay. uh, Chris Jericho came out and read his uh, one thousand and one moves that he he said he could do one thousand one oh, okay. moves. Oh, the one, yeah, the, the one thousand one moves that he can do. Yeah, yeah, and it was like every fourth or fifth move was a headlock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> only this time it was John Moxley. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, right. so that was the kind of the callback there. So um, funny though, and then so uh, Jungle Boy. I, that just came out of nowhere. <laughs> I, right? Jungle Boy. Wow. And I got to say, uh, having uh, the, what's his name? Uh, Luchasaurus talk was really strange. <laughs> <laughs> he did not, he was not what you expected at all to, to, to be to be certain. Now, um, next match, uh, number woman's number one contender, Sheeta, taking on Chris Statlander. Now, Chris Statlander is kind of, she's not the prettiest girl in the world. She's not ugliest. <laughs> she's kind of plain. But she has an awesome body for wrestling, I think, for a women's wrestler. She's just okay. like she's got the big build, thick, not overly big, not you know what I mean? Uh yep. she actually surprised me and she kicked Sheeta's ass tonight. The number one contender. She was really good in this match. And I'm glad because I'm watching her, I'm thinking this her and I really think uh Shayna, is that her name? Uh Shanna. Shanna, the Portuguese I think yep. they, they have the really great builds for wrestling, but this girl seems to have a lot more aggressive uh, impact moves than, than Shana has shown, or Shana has shown us. So uh, Statlander, really enjoyed that. Then this nonsense with, uh, with uh, Bro Can uh, what's her name? Brandy, I was going to call her Candy. Brandy, Brandy Rhodes. Rhodes. And, uh, them kind of now, right away, I, I'm, I really hope there's nobody in the world who thought that was some random fan in there because I recognize Melanie Cruz from the second they put the camera on her. She's She's been in the independence for quite a while. Um, so she's probably going to be joining this gang of people. And good for Melanie. I haven't seen her do anything big for a while, or ever, to be honest. Uh, the Christopher Daniels um, Pentagon, Pentagon match was a weird match. Uh, and and I, I, 
I for the life of me, when Daniels went to do the to do that flip move and then fell, they sold it as if he was hurt, like oh he you know his head was hurt, but part of it looked like he actually slipped. Uh, I, I'm having a hard time wondering if he, if that was part of what was supposed to happen or if they just improvised off it because he legitimately looked like he just fell off the rope, but they right. sold it as like he collapsed. Mm-hmm. So interesting to see. Thank God they uh, showed us who the butcher and the blade are. Uh, yeah, I was. I wanted to ask you about this uh, from last week. Uh, they had. They uh, was the first time they showed these guys. What do you think about this team? I haven't seen nothing in, to know anything about this team yet. Their looks what, interesting. Uh, what, oh, from, from what you've seen, like the okay. vignettes. Their look is interesting. The vignette was uh, pretty neat. The only hard time I had with it is, I mean, they had Ali two weeks ago on TV being, you know, the super nice, cheerful girl. And then she's like, I hate you, Cody Rhodes. We're going to get you. I'm the bunny. And I'm like, whoa, she, <laughs> she must have had a rough two weeks to turn to a leather dominatrix in two weeks. But, yeah, <laughs> I, let's see where they go. I know next week they've signed the Butcher and the Blade to take on Cody and QT Marshall. So that will be interesting to see. Because, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was thinking, well, I, it's only a matter of time before the Butcher and the Blade uh, cross paths with the Dark Order. Yeah, I mean, they're awful lot alike in their presentation, especially, yeah. uh, the, oh, I didn't even mention the Dark Order vignette, which was, you know, they're kind of interesting for a team I don't really like. They're, <laughs> those are well Wait put a together. Are, are you starting to turn? Nope, nope. Okay. But I, I thought it was pretty funny, though, when they asked that guy why he wanted to join and he just wanted friends, so they beat the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um, the main event uh, was okay. That was just it. I expected more from John Moxley, I guess. But it then again, I, John, It was your usual John Moxley match. Yeah, but you know what? Joey Janela just isn't a good enough opponent to give him a good match. Yeah. You know? I, I, yeah, I've never been a Joey Janela fan. Uh, I'm not. I got. I got to say though, um, I liked him a little bit more because he actually wrestled tonight. Uh, but there was parts of him that were just like, oh, I can't stand this dude. Right. Um, I do love the interview with him in the beginning, where he was all serious and all this stuff, and then Moxley just walked in, and instead of a big face off, Moxley just grabs the mic and goes, "Huh, kids," and walks out. <laughs> that was good. Okay, the low light of tonight's show for me. Uh, the definitely the uh, Brandy Rhodes, awesome Kong <coughs> garbage was terrible, yeah. uh, and Nyla Rose, terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think those are, and I, I just the Phoenix, uh, Trent match, and the Daniels and uh, Pentagon match seems like they should have been better matches or just showed better or something. They just felt lacking to me, and and but they weren't horrible. They just felt like they weren't quite up right. to snuff. But the other matches, I gotta say, uh, big props up to uh, the first, the opening match. The Young Bucks looked great. Uh, definitely the Sheeta versus Statlander match, very solid women's match. And even though uh, Moxley and Janela wasn't the best uh, main event, it was a pretty good, okay match. So for yeah. for for me, those were my highlights of the night. Uh, how about yourself? Low lights and highlights. Yeah, for me, the lowlights is, of course, uh, Nella Rose and uh, the whole Brandy Rhodes thing. And the highlight for me is uh, the Young Bucks uh, opening match. The opening match, Young Bucks and uh, Dustin against Proud and Powerful and Sammy Guevara. Now, I got to say, this week was a good step forward from what we've been seeing mm-hmm. in the past couple of weeks. And uh, I think it did okay. I'm going to give this week's episode a B. Okay, uh... 
Yeah, this uh, this week was a lot, lot a bigger bigger improvement over the past few weeks. So I'm gonna go with the B as well in this one. All right, now in my head I'm calculating that puts AEW in second place this week because I think NXT I gave a B plus, so it's just a tiny bit edge over yep. AEW and MLW not the strongest showing. I think that main event wasn't the greatest. It was telegraphed. I knew exactly yep. what was gonna happen. And, you know, the rest of the matches were nothing really to write home about. So, so we uh, have NX, NXT UK at one and, uh, no, at two and in first place and AEW and then MLW in third. That is correct. Now, I'll let you calculate those. We won't even talk this week what they're at because I know you you wanted to look back and make sure all your numbers were in order. So we'll talk about it next week. We'll have the definitive numbers, okay? All right. Now, folks, we have mentioned, and I'm sure you saw our post where I talked about us opening our vault. Now, WPOV has opened up their vault. And uh, by the way, WPOV, our sister show, you can catch them regularly on Saturdays on uh, iTunes, uh, Podbean, uh, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And uh, they're just a really fun uh, fun thing. You've, you've got uh, a four-man crew. you got points of views from you've got a former wrestler a woman a super fan and who knew in this dimension you'd find from a puppet but yeah it's all there and uh nope. tune in for a good laugh and a good rundown of what's going on in the in the world wrestling uh entertainment group uh they cover all the things wwe except nxt because they threw that to us and we ain't giving it back so uh <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the highlights of our weeks so you know they're covering the they're covering the big league we're down here in the uh Indies Plus, because let's face it, AEW is on the edge of being an indie, but it isn't an indie. Uh, so, you know what? Check them out every uh, Saturday. Check us out on Thursdays. Are uh, you listening? Well, you're already checking us out. But they've opened their vault, and we're opening our vault. And what is the vault? Yep. Is over the year, me and Elio have put in matches that have caught our attention. We're like, that was a damn solid match. It's going in the vault. We knew at the end of the year we would open our vault, look at the matches, and out of those, we would take eight matches out of the vault. And put them up in a tournament style. Now over in AEW, now sorry AEW, you know my mind. Over in POV, <laughs> we're AEW, yeah. they're WWE. Yeah, over over in POV, they're letting you fans, you fans, vote on which matches go to the next round. Well, we're mm-hmm. taking the POV to a higher level. We're going to show you the eight matches. We're going to tell you a tiny bit about them. We're going to match them up this week. Four, all all eight matches will be the against each other. The four. We, me and Elio are going to decide which four matches will go into the next round, and then we will decide in the end which match will be the match of the year. However, if me and Elio cannot agree on what what is the final match, the week before we talk about that, we are opening that poll to you fans. You write in and you tell us which of the two choices is the match you think was the best match of the year. And if me and Elio can agree, we will take whatever the majority's decision is and name that the match of the year. However, if we both agree, screw you all, we don't really care what you think, and we'll just, no, we'll decide on our point of views. Now, Elio, do you have the vault numbers open right now? Open that vault for me right now, buddy. I have the vault open. All right. We'll go over the eight matches really quick and just, what's the first match? So the first uh, match, we have Tyler Bate versus Walter from NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. Oh, man. Was that ever a solid match? Yep. You had Walter, who's coming in. Walter's coming in, and he is bringing Imperium. He is the new big thing. He's taking on the old guard. Tyler Bate mm-hmm. represents British Strong Style, the guys who've made 
NXT UK the thing. Yep. Talk about a clash of big. Well, Tyler Bates may be a smaller man, but he fights like a big man. Volter's and a he, big man. And, he, fights he, like a big and man. he was a he was a first UK champion. Right. So talk about a great match, great contender. What's the next match? Next we have Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay from the G1 Climax. Wow. What an exciting match that was. That was like breathtaking. Will Ospreay at, you know, this guy has had some incredible performances. Uh, Okada, probably one of the best wrestlers in the world because not only is he a great uh, offensive guy, but he fights to whatever his opponent is. Uh, this match just made Will Ospreay look like a million dollars and made Okada look like a million and one. Really good match. Next. Then we have, from the most recent uh, MLW Saturday Super Fight, we have Austin Aries versus Teddy Hart. Ooh, classic battle of the mid-heavyweights. Teddy Hart, that eclectic, he is definitely what they call hybrid wrestling. He's all over the place. He's yep. high style. He's, he's hard hitting. He's MMA style. He's all of it. Austin Aries, who's definitely what you would call a high-impact wrestler with an incredible amount of energy. Here you had two guys really going at it. Uh, really great match. Definitely deserves to be in this. Next we have from the Super uh, Junior Tag League. No, from the Super Jacob. It was Kenta versus Tomohiro Ishii. Right. This was a match just thrown on one of these cards. And yep. uh, talk about a crazy match. These guys basically just beat the living snot out of each other. <laughs> this was a great match. It was really fun. It was one of those matches where uh, any fan of any any friend of yours who says, wrestling's fake, why do you watch that garbage? Sit them down <laughs> and let them watch this with you, and they're going to walk away holding their chest going, what did I just happen? That was that was terrifying. And then, then, then you can look at them and say, tell me it's fake now. Yeah. Next Next we have from AEW Double or Nothing, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. Talk about old school style wrestling that still works. Yep. This was a this was like a story on a this this was just everything coming together in a perfect moment. Uh, brother versus brother in a match that uh, was far bloodier than I expected, but man, yep. I didn't I didn't know if Dusty could if Dustin could still uh, run with Cody, but man. Both men proving tonight why they're two of the top wrestlers in the world. And this was their first uh, pay-per-view under the AEW banner. Yeah, pretty good stuff. Next. Next, we had from Impact Wrestling, the Lucha Brothers versus LAX for the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championships. Got to tell you, man, this one really surprised me. Um, going in, I didn't really have the biggest expectations of this match. Right. Uh, but everything, all out, talk about, you know, a lot of times when you see like tandem wrestling, people like to talk to Young Bucks, but LAX and the Lucha Brothers, they blew the place apart on this. This was just a really awesome match. I, I don't care what kind of wrestling you like, what's your favorite show. You watch this match and you know you've seen just one of the best tag and this, uh, was This was one of LAX's uh, final appearances for Impact Wrestling. And now both of these teams are in AEW. Ah, interesting stuff. Next. Next, we have from NXT UK TakeOver Carter from Joe Coffee versus Dave Mastiff in the last man standing match. Now, this is a match where me and Elliot walked in and we were just like, oh, God, this is going to be. Yeah. We really got to <laughs> yeah. watch these guys. And uh, this match made, made us actually care about both these guys and look at both yep. of these guys in way better of a light. Um, yeah, this was some really good stuff. Uh, really made uh, Dave Mastiff in my eyes. Made them in Joel Coffee. Really good stuff. Two guys, once again, beating the crap out of each other. And finally, we have from Wrestle Kingdom 13, Kota Bushi versus Will Ospreay. 
Wow. Hey, talk about two innovative wrestlers. And hey, take a look, fans. That's second match with Will Ospreay in the in one of yep. the top eight matches. Uh, one of the most incredible wrestlers uh, on uh, the non-WWE scene definitely has to be Will Ospreay. Uh, how he's not injured himself permanently, uh, I don't know. And there's only one wrestler I can think of who's more reckless with his own body, and that's got to be Koto Ibushi. Um, <laughs> the stuff these guys are willing to do. I we mean, watch. I mean, damn, hold on, that match against Tetsuna Ito, where, where Bushi, like, got injured. Yeah. That was that was some crazy stuff they did in that match. Well, you see stuff with, like, Abushi's like, jumping off of, like, off the balconies onto people. and Yup. It's, it, you got two of the craziest guys going out there doing two of the craziest uh, spots ever. Good stuff. So, yeah, fans, those matches, Elio is going to post them tonight. You mm. see what the matches are. Four of those eight matches will go to the next round. Me and Elio will decide which of the four matches will beat the four matches that they're against. Next week, we'll decide the same with the four teams. And when it comes to that final, if me and Elio can't pick uh, a single winner, we are we will have that poll open. We're going to let you fans have that tie-breaking vote if it comes to that, okay? So by the way, though, all along the way, tell me when you see these matches, if you agree with some of these matches, if you think we're out to lunch on some of them, if you <laughs> thought they were some of the best matches you've ever seen, we'd like to know. We'd like to hear your POV. So fans, uh, it's been a pretty great week. We're, yep. we're coming up on the end of the year. Elio, we, we're, we're, we're not quite at a year together here, but we're getting there. But uh, coming up soon... Uh, Wrestling POV is coming up to its 200th episode, and uh, that's amazing. We want to say congratulations to our uh, to yes. our co our, our broadcasters. Congratulations, guys! POV. Now yep. they're going to have a big show. Their 200th episode is going to be a big one. They've got, I guess, they have some special appearances. Uh, we all know, unless Legends on there, it ain't not special. But who knows? They haven't talked to me yet. But hey, there's still time for them to grovel and say, "Hey, hey I, nice buy, buy, I bought, I bought, I bought four more portable liquid cabinets just for the the occasion." You are you are a visionary, or just a really, <laughs> or just a really bad alcoholic with a horrible liver. Either, either way, you're my buddy. And uh, Elio, thank you once again. It has been a great show. I, I enjoy talking with you, like as always, about wrestling, uh, folks. We want to say a special thank you to all our fans out there. Over the year, we've developed uh, followings in some places we hoped we would. And that's, uh, mm -hmm. we like to see our audiences are growing in the United States and in Canada, uh, in England, uh, Australia, New Zealand. But then there's some places that surprise us. Uh, we've been growing some good stuff in Germany, Ireland. And uh, I, I know, Elio, yeah, yeah, I know you guys all kind of joke about it and wonder why, but I, I love my Russian brothers. So I, I'm going to say a privyet to all my Russian brothers and sisters out there. Thank you for listening to our show. Uh, we, we look forward to... Uh, to, to hearing from you, you know what? You should write us. Just don't write us write us in a Russian script. I, I don't understand. But uh, Elio, I want you to say good night to the good fans. Fans, I love you. Have a great night. And Elio, you take us on out of here, brother. All right, fans. We will talk to you all next week.